Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar De Jesus, and his co-host, John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach the Pool Boy Nicholas. Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation Live podcast with myself, your host, Edgar Jesus, And yes, I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. This week, we will give you a chlorine update, and we will share some business updates as well. I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, the podcast where it's all pool talk, and we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. But before we get started today, I want to thank our sponsors for this podcast, the Ultimate Pool Tools, the SPPA, PoolInvoice.com, and Blu-ray Excel. We want to thank them for their continued support. Zach, good morning. How you doing? I'm doing great. Happy Friday, Pool Nation. I do have to say, I hope everyone is okay after that chain of storms that kind of went through the south, I guess, this week or last week. I hope no one got hit hard or negatively impacted by that. It was pretty crazy. And sometimes I'm starting to wonder if we're at the end of times, because it seems like there's always some sort of crazy storm. I think the other week we had smoke down here from up where you guys are. Today we have an ozone alert, whatever that means, but it can't be healthy. I'm sure of that. And just everything else, pandemics, supply chain issues, crazy storms, weather. It's like, are we there? Are we, are we oh, at the end of this thing? Ozone alert? Yeah, I don't know what that means. Let me tell you what happened to me. My daughter goes, hey, can we go? Can you take me to go get my nails done? And so I look at the app and there's nothing on there, just, you know, bad weather or whatever. So I jump in and I take her. And John, literally right as I pull in to the nail place and I park, she gets out, she walks in. All of a sudden, I close my door, and all of a sudden, the tornado alarms in the city start going off. And this is the first time that I've ever heard them. Like, normally, they do once a month. They'll test them, but it's during the day. But this is probably like 6 o'clock. And I'm like, I start freaking out, and all of a sudden, my phone gives me an alert and says, seek immediate shelter and all this kind of stuff. I'm freaking out. I go inside. My daughter's already sitting down, getting ready to get her nails done. I'm like, we're out. Let's go. She's like more upset than anything else because she's got to get up and not be able to get her nails done. We turn around and start driving towards the house and it was, the sky was black. And when I tell you black, it wasn't dark. It was like pitch, pitch black. And then you get all these strong winds and I've never been in a tornado or anything close. So all of a sudden I'm like, shoot, I'm like, did I make a mistake? Am I too close? Am I not? And as we're driving down, you can hear the alarms like through the city a lot louder. So we get in, pull into the house and stuff like that. We get inside and literally right as we pull into the house and we walk inside, the alarm shut off, you know, and I guess it was 
in the county next to ours, but I guess they kind of go off like that. But I'm not going to lie. It was a little bit of a panic. Like, oh my God, did I screw up by going and being on the road? Dude, look, you know, funny you say that because not only did you guys experience it, but we experienced it here at my household because you better believe it. Janie was, I don't know how she knew. But she knew there was a friggin' tornado warning in Prosper, and she's sitting there going, like, "Oh my God, there's gonna be." I mean, if we move to Texas, there's gonna be, there could be tornadoes, and you know, she's finding out that you guys are in the what is it called, the tornado belt, or what is it called? There's like a tornado alley, tornado alley. That Texas, that uh, part of Texas not, is no, within tornado alley, and we didn't know that. Not and, where we're at in Prosper. Well, look, look it up. You're. It's right there, like right to the right. It's a lot more north towards like Oklahoma. I don't know. But I did get a message from her. I know she's on here. Good morning, everybody. Gary, Janie, Maria, Jeanette, Jay. Good morning, everybody out here on the live. I did get a message from Janie. Oh, I know. She was freaked out. You know know what's funny is you're freaked out right now. What's funny is, you know, you're telling us the truth now and how you were kind of a little worried. But the video you sent Janie was like, ah, it's no big deal. Look at this. Everything's all good. Well, in the back, in my backyard. So it was really weird because if you faced the entrance to my house, John, yeah, it, it like- was pitch black. But that video that I sent you was the backyard. Yeah. Oh, so, so it's really weird because you have like this, where? you have this divide. And it was like, yeah. so I'm like, I'll just stay in the backyard. Right. I'll be fine. Show that. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm in the backyard, I'm fine. I just won't go out front. But to be honest, that's some scary shit, man. You know, tornadoes are yeah. gnarly. I mean, we have to deal with earthquakes here, but God, we haven't had one. I mean, I shouldn't jinx ourselves, but we haven't had a big one in a long time. But yeah. those are a little freaky, but they come very unexpected. And by the time you're aware of it, I mean, it's you're, it's pretty much over. I'll tell you what. I was, John, I, was, I lived in Northridge in the 1994 earthquake. Oh, wow. And our apartment was condemned because literally it went sideways. That's crazy. And it used to have the old plumbing underground. Yeah. So our first floor flooded. So all of our TVs and everything had fallen to the floor. Of course, we took off. You know, we yeah. laugh, we're running. We come back, everything's underwater. And literally when you came down the stairs, you would just make a left because all the drywall and the whole wall fell out. You just walk right into the parking lot, right where the car was. That's crazy. And we lost everything. The only thing that we were able to get was clothes out of there Dude, and, not know that. and out. So I lived in a tent for three months after that because Shut there was nowhere. Up. There was nowhere to, you couldn't find apartments because everybody was in the same boat. I literally lived in a friend's house in a tent for three months until I was able to find an apartment up in Santa Clarita wow. up there. And then I also was in Puerto Rico during Hurricane Hugo. Oh so my God. I'm like worried. I'm like, man, am I going to add a tornado to my list? Cause I, I just, I'm really kind of over all that kind of stuff. Not interested in <laughs> experiencing Dude. anything else. Not only story. is he a bodybuilder, he's a storm, extreme storm You're chaser. a storm chaser is what you are, right? That's what I'm going to get Janie to do. Janie, you yeah. guys move down here and you we're and I will get, go chase tornadoes. Yeah, we're going to get a van or something. <laughs> Put a big old satellite dish on it. And the the Pool Nation to... tornado chasers. All right. Oh, my God. We can put John live. Well, I'll be driving and John will be in the back live doing the comments. Let's see. Gary says, I was in Burbank and two years old. I remember the 94 earthquake. Okay, Gary. So, is that a shot at me that I'm old because he was two years old? (laughs) (laughs) Edgar was 40 at the time. That was was a slap in the face, Gary. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, man. I was telling somebody the other day, I go, I'm starting to get worried, John, because like every conversation I open now was like, that was 25 years ago. Oh, that was 30 years ago. And I'm like, man, no, no, no. Good morning, Maria. Big shout out to you out there. So anyway, so Janie, just don't worry. Let's move out here. And then John will build you a tornado shelter. Yeah. So they have those cool ones in the house nowadays that you just kind of it'll be the man put cave into the closet slash and it's just tornado. Thing. The only time any any my family is allowed in there is if a tornado's coming. It'll be my little man cave down there. There you go. There it is. Now we're talking. Yeah. Can you imagine that? I could totally see this, Zach. There's this hiding door, and you you push it, and it comes open, and you walk in, and there's you know don't even just stop right man there. Cave, <laughs> total man cave, right with like bar and like five different TVs up on the wall and a sofa. And it's like all in this hiding thing and, and like neon signs and nobody's allowed in it yes. out there. Hey, Gary, we were just joking around. Gary over here is kind of going, hey, I was just pointing out that I remember it. No, I'm like, no, no, I'm no. Just, we're just messing with Look, you, Gary. Hey, Gary, any, any chance we can get to take a shot at Edgar for his age <laughs> is very welcome. It makes me feel younger. Yeah, you're not too far behind me, John. So you're talking about be, it. I just turned you know, 32. I'm a- yeah, uh-huh. Thir- <laughs> 32 since hitting 40. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. confused. I am confused. <laughs> you're confused, you're old, John. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. So anyways, John, I kind of interrupted you all over the place. How you doing today? I'm doing well. Um, I'm doing really good. It's getting hot as hell, man. Today, 100 degrees here. What? We're not even. Kidding me? Yeah, we're not even in April, and it's going to be 100 degrees today, so... I'm not very excited about that, but every year it's like the same, you know, it's just like reading the same story over and over again, but it just seems like, I don't know why, and maybe it's just in my head, but every year the winters are getting shorter and the summers are getting longer and hotter and it's brutal, man, a hundred degrees already. You know, we've already started prepping for summer, getting our, you know, getting the pools all ready to rock and roll, making sure they're topped off with everything they need and on point hundred percent because... Our waters are already um, in the 80 degrees. Soon enough, we're going to be in the 90s. You're already in the 80s? Yeah. We got water at like 78, 82, you know, depending on which way it's facing and how deep in the color of the, the plaster. But I got pools in 80, that are 80 degrees already. It's unbelievable. So how's that chlorine consumption? Ah, I got a lot of salt cells. I just turned those salt cells up a little bit. The chlorine consumption is definitely going up. And uh-huh. But- we're pretty prepared this year, and we were last year. We've been the majority of our pools are salt, and, and for a good reason. It's hard to, you know, maintain during the summer not having some form of chemical feeding. You know, whether it's a chemical feeder, roll a chem, you know, the HLF um, salt system, whatever. You need something, you know, because we're trying to avoid using any more tabs, and we absolutely have to, especially now, did you now convert that it's a lot of stuff. Always have you converted in the last like two years or has that just been your game plan from day one? It's always been my game plan simply because I knew it when we were doing it that it would be a lot more cost effective for me. It would be easier for the clients. They get their the feeling of salt that they like. And plus, we don't have to put as much chlorine in the pool, bottom line. You know, if you're only there once a week, you can't pour enough chlorine. You can't put three parts per million or a part per million of chlorine in the pool and expect it to last for seven days or just load up a tab floater with 50 tabs and think it'll get there. The truth is you have to spike it up a little bit so that it'll hold through the week. And it's just a much more consistent way of maintaining the pools. It's more cost effective and it's easier for the clients and they're happy with it and it works well for us. So we're okay. 
we were messing with one of those monitoring sutras and it's in a, my pool, my web guy's pool. And it's super cool because I was, it kind of graphs out the Kim tests on a graph. And I was able to show the guys like, Hey, look, this is why we want a salt pool. And you could look at the chlorine test and it's literally just a, a line exactly. going across like this. And it really put it into perspective to them like, Oh, it, okay. That's what we're trying to, you know, you nailed it. And that's what I use with when, when I sell salt systems to my clients and I explain to them and you know, it's my little analogy. I like using that to kind of break things down a little bit easier, but I tell customers, you know, when your pool guys here once a week and they come and you see them adding all the chlorine into the pool, just think of the chlorine level as a big spike think of it like, like a sinus rhythm or like a heart rhythm. And what's happening is, you know, your pool guy comes, he adds the chlorine that's necessary to the pool so that it can maintain through the week. And then you see a big spike in chlorine. And then every day you start to lose some, even if it's conditioned, you still lose one part per million of chlorine per day. And that's without any bather load or anything else going into the pool. So you add on bather load and stuff, you're dropping off even more. So, you know, it goes down and then the guy comes and he spikes it back up and it goes down and it spikes it back up. So by adding a salt system into the pool, we're able to use the absolute minimum amount of chlorine at a consistent level constantly so that we don't have to add those harsh chemicals. And that's a selling point for customers. They, they appreciate that. Nobody wants to swim in a tub full of bleach or, you know, you know, a lot of people think that they're allergic to chlorine. You know, they have that assumption that they're <laughs> allergic to chlorine, which yeah. we know chances are they're not like there's like 0.01% of the world population that might be allergic to chlorine. And if they are, then they need to live in a bubble because there's so, so much around us that has chlorine. But anyways, we use that as a selling point and it works really well. And depending on the pool that we take over, especially because we do a lot of Airbnbs and if we know there's a lot of people that are in the pool or dogs are swimming, we make it a requirement in order for us to take over the account. There's nothing wrong with that and say, hey, look, You've been through four or five pool guys and, you know, the guy's probably busting his ass trying to figure what he needs to do, but he just can't figure it out or he can't keep chlorine in this pool and that's why you're having these issues. Here's the solution to it. If you're going to have an Airbnb, I don't know how many people are in there. Sometimes we have some Airbnbs and it's brutal. I have like 7,000 gallon pools with an IC60, a 7,000 gallon pool with an IC60. And when I go back there, it looks like, what are they, kicks or... Uh, cocoa puffs and kicks or whatever inside a pool, right? Just a bunch. I mean, it's literally the whole pool is full of people. And how do you fit 18 people, 20 people into like a 7,000 gallon pool? It's disgusting. And there's nothing anybody can do that you just can't unless you have a full-time pool guy that's just chilling right there like a lifeguard, ready to go as soon as somebody has to get out and, you know, dose your pool or do what they need to do. There's no nothing in the world. And I'm still going to the pool and I'm barely holding a level of chlorine or I'm zeroed out. You have to understand why you need it or why they would need it. You need to explain it to them. And then if, if you explain it well enough and they understand and they see the need, then they're going to be willing to do it. I remember those days, John, and you go over and the pool is already, you know, it's getting that green tint to it where it's not like green, but it's almost like murky green kind of thing. Oh yeah. And I would show up and I would tell the people, oh, you know, I need you guys to get out to be oh, able no. to service the pool. And, oh, no, we don't want to get out and we don't want to. And I'm like, look at the water. Oh, like man, the water is shit. like this green, Dude. disgusting thing. Yeah. And they just 
They don't no, care. They don't care. You know? And you know what sucks those pools they, too is when they come out and you have to you could throw four gallons of chlorine in it and you're still at a zero. And, and it's yep, just like yep. it, it's like, oh my God. It's yeah. like what are you doing in here? It just doesn't make any sense. These people like they're literally bathing in the pool. Yeah. We live it all the time. I mean it happens all the time and it's just like, dude. I mean that same pool. We put a 520 filter on it on a 7,000 gallon pool, IC60 salt cell, you know what I mean? And I even have a floater in it too when I know there's going to have parties. And it's just like, dude, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Now, what do you do with your pump run times? Because I got to the point where I, I just, just run them all time. Four, seven. Yeah, yeah. I, I just do. got to the point where I'm like, I can't, you know, sorry guys, but there's nothing we can do. If no. we don't run this thing 24 hours a day, you ain't keeping that baby clean. No. And it's So just it's when crazy. I was like thinking about like, Oh, everyone talks about doing Airbnbs and maybe I'm missing something. You guys just brought me right back to my original conclusion. Oh, they're a pain in the ass. They are. They're yeah. a pain in the ass. Yeah. But, you know, they're, it can be lucrative too. And you have to be prepared for it. You cannot treat it like a normal pool. It's not. And our Airbnbs are heated all the time, 88 degrees, 89 degrees. Some knuckleheads want them at like 90, 91. And it's just like, are you kidding me? But they're paying for it. Yeah. And they're willing. And it's just, yeah. I mean, it's tough. It's like maintaining a spa, right? All, you know, 365 days out of the year. And then the pool's at 91. And then, of course, they use the spa and leave the spa on for eight hours in a day. And the spa's cooking. And then it dumps into the pool. And then the pool ends up climbing up to like 80, 90, 95, 96, 97 degrees. And it's just like, well, fuck. You know, Did it's you, a nightmare. Do you make your people? Do you make your people have automations? Because I got to the point where it was like, I oh, needed to sure. have automation. Yeah. All- and then what I would do is I, you know, we put the four button spa. We we wouldn't allow anybody to have the app or any of that. It was just a four button spa switch. And then we would set it so it would go two hours and then automatically flip back. Because that was a big problem at the beginning is they would leave it in spa. You come back and the pool's like like completely green. And it just got to the point where I'm like, if it doesn't have automation and you have a spot, I can't service it. Yeah, no, for real. Same with us. And customers learned. I mean, we don't force anybody and we didn't at first, but they learned as time went by how cost effective it would be to have that automation system. Because we go out to the pool, it's 125 bucks. You want to call me to go over there to switch a valve or to do this? I don't care what time it is or whatever. It's not your service day. It's $125 for us to go out there. And I'm more than happy to do it. Let's do it. And eventually, I remember our client and I finally told her and I said, look, I go, let's figure this out. How many times a week or are we going out there when simple things could have just been fixed via phone? It's more cost effective. And, you know, they were like, yeah, you're absolutely right. And they did it and they loved it, you know, especially with automation. It's great because you're right. People leave it in spa mode. They just think it, you know, just set that egg timer, right? And set it up for, you, you got two hours max in the spa, dude. And after that, it's dumping back into the pool. If you need to turn it back on, turn it back on. But you're going to have to be right. out there on, on with the time clock. You know what I mean? And then if I see you keep doing it, I'm going to jump it down to a one hour egg timer. But they just don't understand. It's not healthy. It's not. And it's a different beast, Zach. Like you really have to have your business set up differently because you are going to get a lot of those calls. And then John, I used to install the Hayward on commands with the little round pucks. And then those were because they didn't have the small bundle for the IAqualink. Once they came out with that small bundle for the IAqualink, it was like, oh no, this is what we're putting in. And then I literally had probably like 26, 30 of them on my phone. And it was like, I'd get calls. Oh, you can't turn on the light. I'm like, Beep. What about yeah. now? Oh, it's on. Okay. Thank you very much. You yeah. know, oh, the spa's not. Beep. Oh, what about now? Oh, it's going. Okay. Thank you. It just made my life so much easier. 
rather than having to, you know, and mine were all very close to my house. So my furthest pool from my house was maybe like seven minutes for the vacation rentals. So it was very easy for me to get there, but it was like, you're sitting having dinner with the family and you're getting two calls. Oh, the pool light won't come on. And you know, like, oh, there you go. And it's on rather than having to jump in seven minutes there, seven minutes back to turn on the light. Yeah, like so, the pool light or the spotlight's that friggin' important, right? It's gonna... <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Well, and the problem yeah. is, with, especially with the Airbnb, they I freak know. out because oh if they get a bad review. Right. Oh, you know, dude, so they would, I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. anyways. All right, guys, let's jump into this bad boy here today. So first thing that I want to talk about is on PoolNation.com, we have a big button at the top that says submit questions. We've been getting a lot of questions from the pool pros out there. So go there, hit submit question. You can submit your information. We will answer the questions, whether it's on the Instagram live or the podcast. Sometimes we do both. So whatever platform you're listening to. So it could be anything, guys. It could be water chemistry. It could be, be products. It could be repairs. Anything that you guys want to talk about, submit those through there, and we will answer those. The next thing that I want to talk about is we moved the financial business class to April 23rd. And John, you're going to bash me for this one. So I had scheduled it for the 9th, and Jaden's birthday's on the 8th, and I had promised uh-huh. him that he could have his friends over for the weekend. I was mentioning it the other day, and he called me out on it. I'm like, fair, fair. For fair. Sure. This is the one time that you could bash on me because I (laughs) screwed it up. So we have moved it over to the 23rd. And that's the class, guys, that we talk about the different business types. We talk about the Pool Nation metrics that we've created. We talk about progressive business metrics that allow you to focus on your current information so that you can make adjustments throughout the month. We talk about the common reasons why businesses fail. We talk billing software, we hit all the accounting terms, cash flow, profit and loss, do all that. You actually bring your numbers and you're going to enter them into our software. And by the time that you're done with the class, you're going to know exactly what your cost of service is. You're going to know your repair profits. You're going to know your average profit per pool. Basically, it'll give you all those numbers and break them all down. If you're interested in taking the class, go to poolnation.com. You can find the information there. We only take 10 people. I think six people are already registered. So there's only four more spots. And the other thing that we want to talk about is our peer-to-peer meeting. For those of you that are interested in joining our peer-to-peer meeting, you can go to poolnation.com and register there. Guys, that's the platform where we talk about the business topics that you're going through. And also our peer-to-peer platform are the ones that vote for the pool builders of the year. They help us come up with the content and the training that we're putting together, especially for the shows. The last two classes were suggested by the peer-to-peer group. So if you want to be part of that, go to poolnation.com and register. The other thing was very cool. I want to give a shout out to the guys at Southern Wind Pools out in McKinney because we were able to get out there and I got out there yesterday and we were able to deliver the top 25 pool builder award. And it was great to meet all these guys out there. So big shout out to Moses, Adam, Chad, Clay, Renee, and congratulations on the win. By the way, Zach, I thought they just build pools. They service 375 pools. That's crazy. I saw saw the pictures you posted. It looks like a really cool place over there. Yeah, they have this really nice setup. So you walk in and it's just, it's all really nice like this. 
it's almost like the outside pool tile that they have out there. So everything that they've done in the office is just kind of gives you that warm outdoor feel. And it was just great. And so, of course, they have like pool pictures, like all over the wall, like all those beautiful builds that they've done. I just, I just wanted to kind of start stealing <laughs> all of those and put them behind us. But whole bunch of cool cats. They were awesome. You could tell that it's all top notch and you know what, they really deserve it. So you guys can go check those out. I also want to give a shout out to Gabe with Kaiser Pool and Spa out in Palmdale, California. We connected yesterday over the phone. We did the pool talk for about an hour. He's there too, Zach. He's at about 300 and something pools. So we had some great conversation. So big shout out to you, Gabe. And I think we should start this bad boy. You know what? Let's do this, guys. We're already 27 minutes in. Let's take a word from our sponsors so that John can wake up from his little sleep he's got going on over there. Here's what I'm going to do for the next podcast, John, you're going to do me no, I mean, you're getting really good at it. <laughs> I, like I mean, it. you're just like, isn't he getting really good at it? It's just like, oh, yeah. I don't know how you do it. I don't know uh, how you do it. Anyways, and guys, you kept let's a straight take a face. quick word from our sponsors. When we come back, we're going to jump in and talk about this chlorine update. The SPPA is dedicated to the niche general liability insurance needs of pool and spa professionals. As industry leaders, we'll fight for you, protect you, and be there for you. We provide extraordinary service before and after the membership and insurance is in effect. Insured members of the program get the best customer support and have peace of mind that their alliance is their voice and always fighting for their program and insurance needs. We proudly insure thousands of pool and spa professionals across the United States. With over 30 years encompassing the pool and spa industry, we know the needs of pool and spa professionals. Through the SPPA program, there are three tailored and customized general liability insurance options to pick from. For more information on our programs and insurance options, visit our site at www.thesppa.com. The sound of you continually pitching pool care poles into the trash. The sound of you using an Ultimate Pool Tools carbon fiber pool care pole for years to come. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com. 
Blu-ray all day. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking to Zach. We're talking to John. We're talking about a chlorine update that we have going on here. Over here on the notes, Gary, is Gabe your boss? Is that who your boss is? And then big shout out to Ed. Ed jumped online. Brianna, big shout out to you as well out there for listening. You guys keep killing it out there. Zach, I did have to show you something before we get started with the topic that we want to talk about, but I do want to give a huge shout out today to Janie because I know this was Janie and I know that this was not John. Because, John, you are my brother, and I love you to death, but I know that you are not this thoughtful. Oh, wow. Okay? That, I know you wow. got my back. I know that if I was to come to you and go, John, we got to go beat somebody's ass, you'd be like, I got the bat. Let's go. You just right. drive. I'll take care of it. But, Zach, look at what Janie got me for. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's badass. true. So for everybody that's watching, well, listening, when Janie came out, we were both looking for this leather covered notebook. And so we went to a whole bunch of places and we couldn't find it anywhere. So I show up at the Western show and Janie got me this, but it is, it's leather and it's got the Pool Nation logo and printed into it. And then it's got Edgar de Jesus at the bottom. And so I was showing Leanne and Leanne's like, oh my God, that's gorgeous. And blah, 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 blah. And who got that for you? And I said, John. And she goes, really? I go, oh, actually, now that I think about it, I'm like, John's reaction was a typical thing. So Janie gave it to me and she's all excited. And John's sitting on the big chair in the lobby goes, oh, yeah, yeah we got you that. My question is, what's in it? So in it, you have this awesome pen, by the way, which is a very nice pen. It's not no 10 cent. And then inside you have your book. But this is all top secret right here. Like this is this holds oh, the God. the whole Pool Nation, that's you know stories of dead bodies and gonna all go that for a stuff, million so. dollars at auction someday. <laughs> some collector. Yeah. John did some drawings in it, so I kind of <laughs> have those drawings inside the book. <laughs> Holy shit! You, right, John? Yes. Yeah. No, you're right. 100. percent It was all Janie. It was all so, Janie. I was like, so Janie, with, with all respect, my lady, I love you. Thank you for it because yeah. that is absolutely awesome. And then look, awesome. hey, shout out to you, Janie. And that's cool. Go ahead. You know, you, you do that, put it on the spot, and then we leave Zach out, right? Like, like that's Zach sitting there going, "What am I chopped liver?" Only give it to Edgar and no, not I Zach. Know you love me. Yeah. So, see. Oh, but, yeah. Damn. But see, look, yeah, see, look. But oh, we didn't get to see you, so next time we see you, so Janie got it for you, too. Thank so. you, Janie yeah. and John. That's awesome. That is freaking awesome. Well, Janie So mine will go John. for a million dollars. Yes. Mine will go for like 10 bucks. Yes. <laughs> see. I'll have to pay somebody to take mine. <laughs> I used to be able to say, well, I paid for it. Yeah, with my money. So, yeah, I paid for it. But she works just as hard as I do, if not harder than I do. So, yeah. she pays for it and she thought of it. So awesome. Thank you. Yeah. That's awesome out there. Thank you, Janie, out there. And she's sending us some nice big emojis. So, shout out to you. All right, guys. So, there's something that I want to talk about today. And I want to talk about Biolab and the update that was just released. Originally, we had talked about this, that the expectation was that they were going to be back online the second quarter of this year. And so I don't know if you guys remember, because you better remember, because we've talked about it a thousand times. But, you know, they kept saying that they were going to be back online the second quarter of the year. So really what I was trying to figure out is if they do come back online the second quarter of the year, let's say that the last month is June, 
my question was really, how long is it going to take for you to get that production out and get that out there? Because I was really kind of trying to figure out for the summer, when are we going to see some relief when it comes to chlorine? And, you know, we had reached out to them and they had a standard response. And I totally understand it, right? You're a corporation. You just put out what that response was. So I was kind of trying to do a little bit of digging, trying to find out what that time frame looks like. But all they kept saying was second quarter of the year, second quarter of the year. My concern was if they said, hey, second quarter, June, it takes six weeks. That puts us into August. So pretty much most of the summer is gone. We're still going to go through this crunch. And really the idea of it was to find out and be able to tell everybody, hey, realistically, this is where we are. We're not trying to create panic, but we just want everybody to prepare and everybody to know exactly where we're at. So Zach yesterday forwarded to me an article from the Aqua magazine, and let me read it. It says, after nearly nine months of construction, Biolab has announced the new facility should open its doors by August of 2022. Okay. So now we're talking August. So pretty much automatically tells us there's not going to be any chlorine from Biolab. At that point, we will recalibrate the machines, do test runs, et cetera, which most likely will happen in September. Tom, I'm not going to even try to say the last name, district sales manager for natural chemistry and C-Clear pool products and Kirk consumer products. Once we make sure everything is running and testing right, we officially start production later this year or realistically 2000. 23. So there's the writing on the wall. They're not going to produce anything pretty much till 2023. So then they asked them if they could answer anything with regards to the a decrease in price. And they said, will the price come down? I don't know, he says. But once we get back online, hopefully we won't have the shortages that we are seeing now. So I read this that Zach sends over to me from Aqua Magazine. And there's two things that we clearly need to talk about. Zach, John, you guys want to take a guess at what those two points are that I want to talk about? That you want to talk about? Yeah. Reading this article here, what are those two things that are going to be that stand out, John, that are just very crystal clear? Product shortages and price increases is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First of all, Biolab produces, I think they were saying, what, 70% of the chlorine for the U.S.? We saw what happened last year without that production. They're not going to produce chlorine until 2023. So for all of you that are out there, here's the writing on the wall. It's very crystal clear. We're going to be in another summer. We're, we're going to be having problems with that production of that dry chlorine. And we've talked about it for years. Uh, John, how many times have we keep throwing the, the voice out that we talk about it? It's like been a broken record, but... You know, the reality is here. And I think everybody now, everybody believes it and sees it and understands it. Now we're hoping that we're looking at the, you know, we can see the the light at the end of the tunnel. And I think this is a, I mean, a huge step and it's great news that Biolab is doing this. I know they invested a lot of money in building this. I think they spent like $170 million on this plant, right? So obviously it's going to be a pretty badass plant and it's something we really need. And, and I like that they're being transparent and they're saying hey yeah we're opening Amen. up in this year but you know realistically you can expect and i'm and i believe that they're going to start producing chlorine and making and manufacturing this year but you got to remember that's just one step of it right and then you got to pack it you got to box it you got to distribute it you have to distribute it and then you got to ship it 
and then it gets to, to distribution. And then from there it comes to us. So that's a process and it doesn't happen overnight. I'm just excited that, hey, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, but don't get too comfortable because swim season is upon us and we still need chems to get through the season. The good thing is there's other companies that stepped up, right? And we know that, I mean, according from our talks with Hasa, they invested, they put a lot of money into opening up new plants and producing more chlorine and being there for us this summer. But at the end of the day, is it going to be enough? I don't know. I mean, I truly believe this year we're going to be a little bit more proactive as an industry. And I hope that those of us that have heard us crying about this and talking about this have done the preparing that we've been talking about for the last year and a half, two years, and that they've set themselves up to where they can get through this swim season. Because I do believe that next year we're going to be in a lot better position than we are this year. I'm hoping, fingers crossed. I truly believe in next year once they come online. And I've seen a lot of guys on social media and girls post that they have listened and they got a backup and they do, did all that during the wintertime, which is what we were saying. You know, it's going to be a little bit more available during the cold time because you're not using it as much. That's the time that you need to go and you need to have some type of a backup. So we're not in the situation that we were last year. And I know that Haas has got some other plants and they're kind of trying to get out as much as they can. But our message to you guys is be ready, have an action plan, put something together so that you don't find yourself in that situation because A, the chlorine this summer is not going to be there. The other thing that we have to be worried about, guys, is that we continue to have supply chain issues. And right now, the port of LA and the port of Long Beach are going through union negotiations. And I think the deadline is like either June or beginning of July. And it seems like those negotiations aren't going well. There's a lot of companies that are starting to route stuff out of that port. And when I went down to the Western show, John, Zach, everybody keeps talking about, oh, there's 12 ships out at sea and they're waiting. So my Lyft driver accidentally missed the exit. So we had to go up over San Pedro and we had to come down. And when we come down that bridge, there is nothing but a huge wall the entire way, huge wall of just containers sitting there to where you can't even see over to the other side. And when you're up on top of the bridge, all you can see is just thousands of containers just sitting out there that aren't being moved. So A, we still have supply chain issues that are very weak and delicate at this stage. Two... Let's pray that those union negotiations go well and that that doesn't get disrupted. Because if that gets disrupted, talk about a shit show that we're going to have. So everybody needs to understand, make your plans, make your adjustments, because it's not going to be smooth sailing. Now, we at least like John says, we could see the light at the end of the tunnel, because I truly believe once Biolab comes on, they produce such big quantity that it's going to be a big relief. And now they've created the plant where they could produce up to 30% more. But we have to be very conscious of what's going on. Well, and kind of unrelated to our, I guess, directly unrelated to our industry, that is the other things that are going on in the world, you know, especially with Russia and the war. And I don't watch the news so much anymore. So there's a lot of people out there that can probably school me all about this. But from my understanding, there's a level of instability out there. And we don't know yet what the impacts of that are going to be on our industry. Yeah, those are good points. And I was just 
reading the other day, China had a big, huge lockdown because of COVID cases. And so that all affects, we don't see that over here on the day-to-day basis, right? But it's happening there, which affects everything that, that comes back over here. The second point that I want to get to, guys, is, and, and we just need to make this very clear, very crystal clear so that there's no doubt about it. When Biolab comes back online, we're not going to have $88 buckets of tabs and eight and $100 buckets of trichlor anymore. You know, those days are gone. There's just no way. And I know that because it's just crazy. I, I don't know if I want to spill the beans. Zach, why do you think prices aren't coming down? I don't know what beans you have, but I feel <laughs> like in general, <laughs> I feel like in general, prices generally don't come back down. But from my perspective, hopefully due to the extremeness of all of the circumstances, maybe someday we'll see some sort of pullback, but I doubt we'll ever be back to that level that we were at. Yeah. Look, I'm of the same mind. I don't believe that two years from now or a year and a half from now or a year from now that we're going to be paying $300 a bucket of tabs. I hope not. I mean, but there will be a pullback, I got to imagine, but we were never, ever going to see those sub $100 buckets of tabs unless there's a new company that comes into play and more competition or something happens or I don't know, or a new something else comes out and makes trichlor less relevant. And it's just the way it is. I mean, think of it like this. For all the pool service professionals or companies out there that raise their prices due to these price hikes and the price increases. So if you raise your prices 20, 30 bucks or 10 bucks, 15, 20, whatever, if these prices did go back down to where they were before, are you going to cut your prices on your customers after you've already raised them? Probably not, right? So this is going to be the new norm and we just have to be prepared for it. And then it all comes down to kind of what I said, the last thing that we were, that I think that we always talk about is understanding numbers and your business. And that's a part of it. And it's going to play a big factor. I don't know. And again, this is all speculative too. Who, who knows? I don't know. But if history repeats itself, which it usually does, stuff like this doesn't go back to where it used to be. There's always going to be, it's never going to fall back to where it was. And we need to understand that. And if we are under the assumption or hoping that it will, sorry, I feel pretty comfortable saying that I think you'll be disappointed. Yeah. Big shout out to Shannon out there, Shannon Sellers. Hey, my favorite podcast. Big shout out to you. Appreciate that. Guys, let me tell you why that chlorine price is not going to come back down to the prices it was before. Since Biolab broke ground, elemental chlorine has quadrupled in cost. So just since they started breaking ground, that elemental chlorine is four times the cost of what it was before they started to build that plant. There's no way that those buckets or tabs are going to be $88. There's just no way. Now, I agree with John. I think what's going to happen is obviously we're going to continue to this summer, at least this summer, we're still going to continue to see the crazy prices that we've been seeing for 300 bucks a bucket of tabs. And I did some search yesterday. I was even going to Walmart and Home Depot and Lowe's and looking at, you know, prices of buckets of tabs and stuff like that. And you try to get into a 50 pound bucket. And again, those are retail prices, right? We, we don't pay those retail prices, but they're at about 300 bucks for a bucket of tabs and that's retail. So we're going to continue to see these crazy prices over the summertime. And then when Biolab comes back online, 
they're going to be the ones that are making the majority of the chlorine. So at that point, what will happen is they will figure out obviously what their cost is, and then they will be able to put a cost to that product. And I think once that comes into the market, that will stabilize it a little bit, maybe brings it a little bit down. But at the end of the day, it's really going to be based on that cost that they're paying to be able to produce that chlorine. It could be that, you know, those buckets of tabs kind of stay kind of where they are now. Only time will tell. Disclaimer, I don't want to do, I'm not doing the doom and gloom, guys. This is not because I've been accused of, oh, you talk about it and it's doom and gloom. And that's not what I'm trying to do. All I'm trying to do is put a message out there for all of you guys and girls out there that have gone over the wintertime and I've seen you and you've sent me messages and you've posted on social media that you have listened and you have gone and you've secured some backup for your summertime, you know, big, huge hats off to you for doing that and for having a plan going into the summertime. So I'm not trying to do doom and gloom. What I'm trying to do is, guys, I I just want you to be ready. I just want you to know what's going to happen at least for this summer so that you're prepared and you have a little bit of an action plan in place so that you're not finding yourself like we were last year where people are just ready to jump off the cliff. Well, I can't believe it's almost been an hour. We've been talking a lot and we've actually only talked about like one question. It's crazy. Oh, it's a good conversation though. And again, it sounds like we're, we've talked about this before, but here we go again. But you know, we need to keep talking about it because this is important and this is what sometimes can determine the difference between succeeding and failing. But I'm optimistic because I've seen a huge turn. I mean, from just conversations, because I carry on a lot of conversations with a lot of different pool guys and girls across the country. And the, the you know, the attitude and the the mentality has definitely shifted towards being better prepared and understanding and accepting. And instead of denying what's happening, but accepting it and then already put into play actions to prepare themselves so that they don't suffer. On a positive note, I'm very optimistic because I think as a whole, we're, we're finally getting our shit together and figuring out that we need to step it up in order to make it through it. And for us, I mean, last year we had an opportunity to stock up and we did, but I still kind of went into it a little bit lighter because I thought, you know, we're going to, at some point we're going to start pulling out of this and we didn't. And so by the end of the year, I was scrambling to get supplies and make it happen. So this year we stocked up even more. And I know several people in this area that have pool routes and stuff like that. And they are stocked. Like they really went and took the time to prepare. Now, a question I have or something I'm really curious about, it would be interesting to know is how many people have switched to an alternative method of sanitizing their pools as a result of struggling to get chlorine tabs. And then as a result of that, is that going to affect demand forever when it comes to chlorine tabs? You know, if someone converted all their pools to salt pools and HLFs and Rolochems or whatever, would they go back to tabs after that? Yeah. So you bring up a good point because I was going to bring that up, but I don't want to keep beating that same subject. But it's exactly what I was saying. Another way for, you know, supply and demand is a huge driving factor on, on price. And even if costs are up or even if costs stay the same, if demand increases, price increases, even if cost doesn't go up. That's just business. And then also on the flip side, when demand decreases, price goes down. And so profits are are minimized based on the market condition. You know, a way of driving down those dry prices is what? If you buy more liquid and use more liquid or you have more automated feeders, 
and you're using liquid or you're using salt systems, you're implementing more AOP systems or UV and, and ozone and jumping on the borate train and all those things. And hey, look, you turn around and there's a lot of guys that I've talked to that said, hey, look, shit, man, I use less tabs on purpose. I got away with not using hardly any tabs and I was able to survive and keep my pools fresh and clear, keep them clean, sanitized and healthy. Sometimes we're under the assumption that we constantly need to have it. We need to have it because we've always been doing it. We're not realizing that there's another way. And if that continues to happen and as newer people get into the industry and they start learning the new teachings or the new understandings of water chemistry and how to maintain or, or balance a pool, they'll understand or they'll know the dangers of CYA and not having so much in the pool. And then they'll either avoid it or not use it as much. And over time, we can drive that price down too, because demand of it will be less and we don't have to worry about supply because not as many people are dependent upon it. You know, there's so many different factors that go into play. And Zach, you brought up a perfect point. That's exactly what I was going to say. We, in, at the end of the day, we have control somewhat. I think a lot of us did learn and a lot of us did struggle and trying times is when man innovates the most, right? And when you're comfortable and you sit back and you're a fat cat and all relaxed and everything's working good and doing one way, everything's good. But when your back is up against a wall, right? And it's fight or flight and your brain's spinning, those wheels are turning and you're figuring out ways to make things happen. And then sometimes you come across something that says, oh shit, this works. Or you're forced to do something you would have never tried to, to do before and then realized how beneficial it was and that it was a better way. Yeah. It was just, I mean, we could talk about this shit for a week straight, but yeah, I hope people, just like you said, Zach, I think there are a lot of people that did try the alternative form of sanitizing their pools somehow. Got a message over here from Jared Schwab. Demand for trichlor has increased even with the alternatives being purchased more. Hmm. Brand new pools in 2020 and 2021 built are increasing demand. Plus, 2022 is off to a good start. Migration from snow belt to sun belt is going to continue to drive more demand. So that makes sense. I get great, that. That's but a, that's another great point. Is the, the demand is increased because there's just more pools and there's more stuff out there, right? 90,000 yeah. pools. Yeah. So I'm more talking of a method of sanitizing your pool and chemistry. So yeah, I think Jerry brings up a great point and we have to take that into consideration too, right? Because we're, build, we're shit building more pools and we were building in 2008. So naturally, the people that are still on the old program are continuing that old program and it's, or you know, maybe there's not as many people doing the old program, but it's multiplied because there's that many more pools available now. So that's, that brings up a great point. And how long yeah. does that take? Right. For you guys out there listening, you know, great, you know, great points. Look at those alternatives, right? That's Because that. the other thing, guys, that we still deal with is, you know, it's like I sit there and I look and John, you talk about this when we talk about it and natural reaction for me is like, oh my God, when are things going to go back to normal? And John like preaches like those days are gone, Edgar, like those old days are gone and they are not coming back. And you're always you know, making that point clear to me. I look at it, John, and I go, you know, we look at this ride for the last two years with price increases on everything, just on everything. And we keep, you know, 2021 was going to come in January and we're like, oh, new year, like, woohoo, we put, you know, everything behind us. And then we get kind of get constantly all year get slapped in the face with price increases and, and inflation at 7.9 and, and all that. And so 
we get into 2022 and we're like, woohoo, the hold is behind us. Here we go. Everything's going to get going. And boom, we kind of keep getting slapped in the face and we don't get the product. And now let's even talk about the freaking gas prices. I mean, it's like from every corner, every time that you take a breath and you let your guard down, you got to get slapped somewhere else, you know, because it's like, okay, maybe the price of chlorine isn't going to go up anymore, yeah. right? We have that part figured out, but now we're paying $2 more again. Funny, funny story, you know, we kind of talked about it on Instagram live and I'm like, I'm frustrated with gas because every time we go to the damn gas station, we can't fill up our tanks. And I hate spending the extra time. I have to take an extra trip to the gas station because I won't run the car twice or I'm just there. I'm already busy and I'm going through it. And I'm like, shit. Because American Express usually caps it out at $125 per tank. Just yesterday, though, I'm at the gas station and boom, I put the card in and it goes, limit 175 now is the max limit. So I'm able now to fill up the tank. But it's just crazy. How many people are, I mean, we're kind of, obviously we're going through the same bullshit that I was going through and that we all are going through. And, you know, enough people in California complained to American Express and said, hey, look, you need to up the limit. And I'm sure the reason why they have those limits there is because that's where the biggest theft usually takes place is at the pumps, right? Somebody steals a credit card, does whatever they do. and But just the fact that we have to spend now $150 to, to fill up the tank is just mind boggling. It really is. I mean, that's a lot of friggin' money. And then you add that on and we're filling up, you know, each car. I fill up my tank about one and a half times a week and Janie will fill hers up twice a week. So we're spending about a little over $500 a week in gas right now between two trucks. That's a lot of money. So let's do some math here because I want to I want to do something. So let's say that you do five hundred a week, right? Times four, that's two thousand dollars. Let's say that you're out there charging a hundred dollars a month for pools. So you take that two thousand dollars and you divide it into that hundred pools. You know how much gas costs you a month if you do a hundred pools at a hundred bucks? Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. 20 bucks. Listen to that. I want everybody that I know I figured it out. I know to listen to this, <laughs> right? Obviously you figured it out because <laughs> yeah. it was like 20 bucks. 20 bucks. <laughs> but but think about it. If you're charging a hundred dollars and it costs you twenty dollars a month just for gas. So your cost of service is gonna be through the roof, and you have got to figure out your numbers. You just have to. It's mind it's blowing. Just, I mean, dude, just, uh, I'm spending 50. Th- I mean, if it continues, and I, it won't be like this for the rest of the year, I believe that. I don't think we're going to be at $6 in some sense a, a gallon for the rest of the year. We're going to see some relief, I'm sure. Something, something got to give, or there's going to be mutiny and civil war. I mean, shit's going to happen. But here's what also happens, and you guys are going to have to forgive me because I think my daughter's home and my dog's kind of going nuts in the background. But here's the other thing, John is those gas prices are today. So let's say that they last through the summertime. That means that in the summer, when we consume the most chemicals that our expenses are the highest, now you're going to add to that. And what's that going to do to your profit? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Right there. Look, that big zero. And and a lot of people will actually be in the negative. Yeah. So guys, we kind of came back, kept going back to the same thing. You've got to know your numbers. You have to know what your cost is in order to survive. I'm switching to poop scooping. (laughs) Hey, dude, that's a thing. I know. Out here here where I'm at, they're all over the place. What do you think our name would be? The Poop Boys. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. 
<laughs> oh, so we could do a podcast. And then I could say it was Zach Nicholas, the poo boy. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be something though, you know, like the poop scooper price of the tool would be through the roof because there's a shortage and we can't get our <laughs> now there's gonna be a, and- Now there's going to have to be a, like a, you know, a biohazard recycling fee that's being implemented and <laughs> And now all turds that exceed 1.3 pounds per sack is going to cost you $42 in some bullshit. I don't know. I would be sitting down with you guys going, okay, let's figure this out. So if an average dog poops 1.5 times a day and they come back on the food, so he's only pooping once a day, what does that poop prick up cost? Wow. Anyways, this took a shitty turn very quickly. Oh, no pun intended, right? Or pun intended. Pun intended. Uh, All right, well, we're done. Alicia. Hey, guys, let's do this. Let's take our final word from our sponsors. <laughs> when we come back, Zach, John, Good boy. I, I want to get your final thoughts. <laughs> the Hyper Poll from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care poll designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com. Blu-ray all day. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking to Zach. We're talking to John. We have been talking about, uh, yes, out here, Blu-ray all day, Ed Morrison. (laughs) It's catchy, guys. So guys, we continue to have our conversation. We're giving an update with regards to chlorine for this summer that's coming up. We talked a little bit about Biolab and when they're coming back on. We're talking about the prices. So Zach and John, we're at the end of our podcast. Zach, let me get your final thoughts. I totally saw the panic on your face when we hadn't turned our cameras back on yet and the sponsors right. were over. I could hear it in your voice a little bit, like just the questioning of whether or not we were actually going to 
show back up. We should have left. I was actually, I was actually going to make fun of you guys big time while you were gone, but you came back on. I was like, damn it. Zach jumped on right at the last second. (laughs) Someday I'm just going to leave. Just not show back up. Um, That hour flew by and I know we didn't even get to like half the stuff that we were going to talk about today. There were some good questions and whatnot. So we'll have to go over those in the future. But it's all good stuff, and it just confirms what we had already assumed the situation was going to be going into this year. So nothing new, just kind of reassures us that we're on the right track. We're talking about the right things. And I know I started my good mornings talking about the end times, and then Edgar followed up with some doom and gloom. But again, we've said it a thousand times, that's not what it's about. It's just about being prepared and making sure we're planning ahead. And as I mentioned, I know a lot of people in our area, Chris with CNE, I know you guys got to meet Chris. He's super prepared this year. Like he is on it. So super exciting to see everyone really planning ahead. That's awesome. John. Wait, wait, wait. John likes it with the deep boy. John. Final thought. Yeah, you, you know, I won't say anything until I get until you introduce <laughs> Yeah, it. I'll sit there yeah. quiet until I'll just I'm sit like there until you say John, John final thoughts. Final thoughts. No, I, I agree with Zach, and that's exactly what I was going to say. Hey, this was a hell of a podcast. This was fun, you know, just shooting the shit and kind of talking. And, you know, we didn't quite have as much structure as we usually do, kind of going through the points we want to talk about. But I love the interaction from everybody, and I appreciate people chiming in and giving thoughts. And shout out to you, Jared, for giving us some of those statistics and guiding us a little bit on different points of views and things that, we, you know, we would have missed. This was great. I look forward to furthering the conversation a little bit more. I'm sure it's going to be a hot topic. Hopefully, by the end of the summer, we're going to get to have a podcast and talk about the successes and that, you know, hey, the difference. This is what I'm excited about. I want to see our state of mind or our state of business after this swim season compared to last swim season, because we all remember what we went through last summer. Let's see what we go through this summer, and then let's gauge the difference between it, you know, based off of how prepared we were, how we got through it, and then also as far as like product shortages and price increases and, and all that. That is, that's kind of, I'm really interested to see how that all unfolds. I'm hoping that this year we're going to be a lot more prepared. So I'm positive about that. It's really neat. Like you were saying, Zach, Chris, being prepared and seeing a lot of people out there kind of putting an action plan in place and being prepared. And that's all it is about you know, business in order for you to survive. You have to adapt. You have to change. Sometimes the writing is on the wall, very crystal clear, and you could see it and you can prepare. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's difficult to see those changes until you're like right in the middle of it. And then it's even harder to make those changes and be able to adjust. But I think I see a lot more people prepared this year. And that kind of excites me that they're preparing. They'll go through the summer. Things might be a little bit tough, but for them, it won't be as bad. But I think, John, I see a lot of people change in the mindset, in that business mindset also of, I'm not going to be a victim. I'm not going to sit there and do that. I'm going to take the bull by the horns and I'm going to start to drive this ship, right? And go into, to be successful. Look, I just thought of this and last summer, I believe was the summer of reaction. I'm hoping this summer is going to be the summer of action. Because amen to that. It's true. So well put. So well put. When you, the way you said it was like when you're in denial and you don't see the writing on the wall, and when it finally hits you in the face, we automatically react to it and we're not prepared for it. So we're just reacting. And, you know, chances are it's probably not your best approach and you're scrambling and you're struggling and you're stressed out. But when you have the time to think something through or you're preparing for the inevitable, then you have a time to form a plan, put it together, and act on it. 
And then your chances of success are much higher that way. So we'll leave it at that. Last summer was a summer of reaction. This summer, hopefully, is the summer of action. It provides us a lot of growth, right? As business owners, going through that and experiencing that, you kind of you know change and you adapt. So I absolutely agree, John. Guys, I hope that you guys have a great weekend. And everybody that's listening, everybody that's live, big shout out to all you guys for interacting with us, for being with us. And we will catch you guys on Wednesday on the Instagram Live. Zach, John, as usual, thank you for your time. We'll talk soon. See you Have guys. a good one, guys. Have a good weekend. Later. Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook, or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for, PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry, a pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com. Pool Nation, all rights reserved. No part of this podcast may be reproduced in a verbal or nonverbal way may not be distributed. It may not be distributed in any social media platforms or transmitted in any other forms or any other means, including recording or other electronic or mechanical methods without the prior written permission of Pool Nation.